Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Watch Dogs Bark. My name is Drew. I am your host, and I consider myself a watchdog. This is episode 28. And just to uh, let Joe Biden know, that is spelled E-I-G-H-T. Yeah, Joe almost got it right when he was spelling out eight, but not quite. That's kind of where Joe's brain is. Not quite there anymore. All right. In this episode, we're going to be talking a little about, we now have proof of election interference on behalf of the IRS and the FBI. This administration wants to punish people with high credit scores to subsidize those with lower credit scores. Now, that makes a lot of sense. Then a district judge schools Alvin Bragg on his investigation and the fact that he can't do anything to stop Mark Pomerantz from testifying in front of the House Judiciary Committee because Mark Pomerantz's book has already been published and he is going around talking about it already. And that's all that Jim Jordan and his crew want to ask questions about. In the military, they now allow minors 12 years or older, in the Navy specifically, to have sexual transition surgery without letting their parents know. Hmm, interesting. Uh, The IRS whistleblower is willing to come forward if protected to reveal all kinds of information about the Biden family business and that Attorney General Merrick Garland lied under oath. Um, Then we've got a couple of really interesting things. Today is a really interesting day. Three years ago, something insane happened in Los Angeles County. And Pete Buttigieg wants $20 million so they could create female test dummies, all in the sake of equity. That's our favorite word. So stick around. We've got all kinds of fun stuff to talk about today. And again, thanks so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you all listening. I hope you'll spread the bark or do, do you say relay? That's it. I hope you'll relay the bark to others so we can get a good conversation started. And like I've said many times, I will, I welcome all emails, good or bad, agree or disagree, even especially if you disagree, I really like being challenged. I really do. And I like talking to people who have different beliefs than I do because I learn more that way. So please don't hesitate to write Drew at the watchdogsbark.com. All right. We now have proof that there was election interference and it wasn't really necessarily the voting machines or anything like that. It was actually our own government that put their hands on the scale for Joe Biden. The IRS and CIA both interfered in the 2020 election. Now, we all know about the FBI having Hunter Biden's laptop for like 10 months before it was going to be revealed by Rudy Giuliani. So they called and warned 
the Twitter group and Facebook and all the other social media companies saying, um, we've heard that there might be some Russian disinformation uh, and it might have something to do with Hunter Biden's laptop. Just just a heads up, guys. Just just let you know. Yeah. Baloney. They knew that Rudy Giuliani and his team had a copy of the hard drive and they knew it was Hunter Biden's laptop. I mean, look at it. Hunter Biden dropped off the laptop to the computer repair shop. He signed the waiver that if it's there longer than 90 days, then the computer shop owned it. He paid with his credit card, saying Hunter Biden on the credit card. And all over that hard drive, there's absolute proof, way too much in some cases, that that was Hunter Biden's laptop. He recorded himself, I think, doing a dozen felonies, uh, smoking crack, uh, buying crack, uh, having sex with hookers, all the different things. But the laptop is not about Hunter. It's about Joe. It's about the proof the FBI has about Joe Biden and the Biden family business. You remember in uh, the last episode, I talked about there being 150 violations reported to the U.S. Treasury. Well, those are called suspicious activity reports. And like I said, there were over 150 during the Obama presidency of all the information coming in, or all the money, wire transfers mostly, coming in from foreign governments. There were uh, wire transfers from China, Russia, Ukraine, and Kazakhstan now we have just discovered. So this just gets bigger and bigger. And I hope that someday the Bidens will have to face the music. But right now they have the media, social media, Hollywood, the professional sports teams, most of corporate America, all on their side. So and also the intelligence agencies, all of them are democratic leaning. So it's good to be the Bidens because you can get away with anything and you'll have all kinds of people willing to cover for you. Oh, and by the way, um, FBI, just a word out there. You're still holding the manifest of the trans shooter in Tennessee. They say they don't want to reveal it because it's got very dangerous and inflammatory information on it. Let me translate that for you. That means that if they tell you what the manifesto actually says, it might actually shine a light on all these kids that are being brainwashed into thinking they're transgender and being treated with all kinds of interesting drugs can affect them and their mental stability. I think that's the real problem with not re releasing this manifesto. It will shine a light on something the left does not want a light shined on, and that is the major problem with mental illness with those that are declaring themselves transgender. And remember, I have nothing against transgendered adults. They can live their lives however they want. I have everything against what is being done 
to convince children that may are maybe going through mental issues or emotional issues, trauma in their life. And we have activist counselors telling those children, well, you're probably transgender. We should start you on puberty blockers and schedule you for sex change surgery that will probably render you sterile the rest of your life. But, you know, you'll be really living your best life and your true reality. The people that are telling children this, rather than getting them the mental therapy that they really need, there's a special place in hell for those people. All right. This administration actually wants to punish people with high credit scores to subsidize those with lower credit scores. Do you remember all that time you, all those lessons you learned when you were a kid? I know I did. When I got my first two or three credit cards, man, I thought I had free money. I never had to pay it off. Whatever. Credit score, whatever. Okay. Now, as an adult, I've learned that that's very important, and I've worked really hard to have a very high credit score. But this administration doesn't think that's fair. So what they're doing is the people that have really high credit scores and put like 20% down on a house, they're going to have to pay an extra fee per month. Right now, I think it's about $40. So that extra $40 on your mortgage every month will be your contribution to someone that has a crappy credit score and allow banks to take higher risks on them because that money will be subsidized by the people with high credit scores. Can anyone make sense of this at all other than it really punishing success. This administration, and especially Joe Biden, and a lot of people on the left, have made it crystal clear that they do not like people to become wealthy. And they do not like people to be independent. And especially they don't want them to be independently wealthy. Oh, no. No. They want everyone dependent on government subsidies. So they want to restrict those people that gain a great amount of success, regardless of how much you worked. I don't care. They don't care that you worked 30 years of your life, uh, 80 to 100 hours a week, you know, sacrificing your families, your relationships, oftentimes your health because they work their fingers to the bone. And now they finally have the ability to have some money and and put some money away and have some security. No, no, no. That's the government's money, according to the left. You don't deserve that money. People that don't work, that have it harder than you, it's all in the name of equity. And I don't know if we've talked about this, but there's a major difference between equity and equality. Equality is about equal opportunity for everyone. Equity is about equal outcome for everyone. And that's not possible, honestly, because 
No one has the same skill set. No one has the same life experiences. No one has the same work ethic. That's no two people, rather, have all these things similar. So there's no way you can guarantee the equity of everything unless you take from people that have a harder work ethic and work harder and gain more success and punish them by having them subsidize people that don't. That's basically all it boils down to. Uh, I, I was shocked, by the way. I now have a very high credit score because I've worked really hard at it. And I was shocked. One of my credit cards, because of these high, uh, rate hikes that have happened from the Fed, one of my credit cards was charging me 27.9% interest. I had got the cards because 0% you know, interest for a certain time. And I noticed one of them had run out. So I, I called the car, credit card company. I said, hey, can you tell me what my credit uh, APR is? And they said, uh, yeah, that's a 27.9. I said, what? what? I can go to Las Vegas and get a loan from a loan shark for 30% interest. That's insane. So needless to say, I paid off the small amount that was on that card and I put that card up on my shelf. It will never go back in my wallet until they offer me a decent annual percentage rate. Uh, I would suggest everyone else do the same. Call your credit card companies, ask them what the APR is, see if you can negotiate it down. And if they're not willing to negotiate it down, especially if you have a high credit score, then pay off the balance and put the card away and tell them you're not going to use the card. You're not even going to carry it in your wallet or purse until they offer you a better APR on your credit. So it's time to seriously stop this insanity. And the only way we're going to do it is to start taking action. Oh, and one quick little note, side note to millennials and Gen Z. One of the reasons why we're in such a bad position in our country and our inflation hasn't gone down quicker is because it's been proven that Millennials and Gen Z are still spending like there are no problems, and they're not spending their money. They're spending credit cards. They're putting high balances on credit cards and living the high life and just putting it on credit cards. What you don't realize is if you put enough on those credit cards and then just pay the minimum, you're going to add thousands of dollars that you're going to have to pay. And it's going to take you many, many, many more years to pay off those credit cards. So stop spending money you don't have. We're almost $1 trillion in credit card debt in this country. That's the highest it's ever been in history. And it's because people aren't taking this inflation seriously. They're saying, yeah, whatever, you know, and, and food is like 30% higher. I used to be able to buy a dozen eggs for, or actually 18 eggs for like $1.50. And now a dozen eggs cost $4.99. That's like 300%, however many it is. But that's insane. So we have to stop spending. Okay, moving on. A district judge has basically written Alvin Bragg a 35-page judgment on whether or not he can prevent his former attorney, 
Mark Pomerantz, from going in front of the House Judiciary Committee. Well, this judge pointed out to Alvin Bragg that, hey, you know, you are using money from the state to do this investigation, so you're automatically accountable to the state, but the House Judiciary Committee and Senate Judiciary Judiciary Committee, they have oversight on all things in this country they think are not legal or untoward. Financial ethics, I think, is what you can say. And this judge pointed out that Mark Pomerantz's book that Jim Jordan and his team want to question him on is already out in public. It's already published. And he's already had a few appearances on different shows talking about the book. So he is going to be accountable to Jim Jordan and his team. And there's nothing Alvin Bragg can do to stop him. So magically, Alvin Bragg dropped the lawsuit against Jim Jordan. Huh. Funny how that works, right? Okay. This is insane. I need to do a whole podcast on what's happening to our military. I think I'm going to do that next. But I want to just give you a little teaser. Our military has gone insanely woke. It is now a rule, and I'll I'll play the uh, audio of this person in the Navy asking questions of his superiors about if this is true or not, and they said it is. Basically, the Navy now will allow minors 12 years and older to allow them to have sexual transition surgery and take puberty-blocking drugs without their parents' consent or letting their parents know. That just adds to the total insanity and weakening of our military. You know, Russia and China and, and all these other countries, they're not wokeifying their military. They're making them lethal. That's what we should be doing. The only thing military should be learning is how to be the most effective killers and how to win wars, period. That's it. Doesn't matter if you're straight, gay, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, uh, you know, any, anything that you want to try and encapsulate as an identity trait doesn't matter when you're in the military. It does not matter. I've actually heard, um, oh, I can't remember where it was. I heard a uh, African-American soldier talking about how the military builds a brotherhood and it builds it so strongly he would be comfortable sharing a foxhole with a racist because he knows the military has taught them brotherhood over your other prejudices. Period. That's what's wrong with our military. We're going, we're trying to find things that divide rather than make unit cohesion and create a strong, cohesive military. And when I say brotherhood, that also means sisterhood. We don't have to delineate that. It's the brotherhood of the military soldiers. It's that family that you create and you make that bond so strong, you will lay down your life for the person next to you, no matter who they are. 
no matter if they're male, female, gay, straight, trans, racist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, it doesn't matter. When you get into the military, the training teaches you nothing else matters except unit cohesion. Your prejudices leave them at the door. They no longer apply. But now the military wants to know. I mean, General Milley said, I want to know what white rage is. I'm white and I want to know what white rage is. Why? It has nothing to do with military training. It has nothing to do with military effectiveness. We need to get over this big time. Otherwise, sadly, I'm, I can say if we go into a third world war with China and Russia together, we're going to get creamed. And I hate to say that because we've had the strongest military in the world for years, decades. And I, like I said, I love the people in the military. I'm so grateful for your service. But I agree with Jesse Kelly one time. He talked about the only way to cleanse what is going on and the poison and cancer that is going on in our military. We need to fire everyone down to an E6. That's colonel. That's a full bird colonel. Everyone full bird colonel or uh, above full bird colonel should be fired tomorrow. And they should start rebuilding the leadership of the military. Because if we allow this cancer to continue to grow, we will no longer be a lethal military that the world fears. And that scares me more than anything else, is that we won't be prepared and lethal enough to win a world war, not only defending our own shores, but defending our allies. And there's a reason why our allies are starting to go to China and Russia, because they realize America is on the wrong path. All right, really quickly, uh, I just want to touch on this IRS whistleblower thing. The whistleblower in the IRS is willing to come forward if he's given protection and uh, whistleblower protection and immunity. He has information about the absolute proof of the Biden family business corruption and that Merrick Garland actually lied under oath when he said that he is leaving the investigation of the Hunter Biden laptop up to the special investigators and the, the prosecutor in Delaware. And he is not involved in it at all. That is a complete lie. He knew that this was completely false and that he lied under oath. We also know that Anthony Blinken was asked to write that letter that said the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation and those 51 leaders in intelligence and the DOJ all signed it. And Joe Biden, in his debate against Donald Trump, used this. Listen to this. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. They have said that this is has all the care for five former heads of the CIA. Both parties say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. 
Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And you that's exactly it. what is this. You can hear that Joe Biden actually used this information to shut down the argument in that debate, the presidential debate where he uh, had that with, with Donald Trump. And it's really interesting that now we know that it was all a lie. Anthony Blinken wrote that letter and had 51 intelligence officers sign it, saying that the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation. Well, Anthony Blinken got appointed as Secretary of State. Huh. I wonder how he got that job. I'm guessing it's probably payment for um, services rendered in writing that letter and getting that 51 intelligence officers to sign it. Uh, Incidentally, there's a couple that are coming forward now and said they would have never signed that letter if they would have known what they know now. So now we have absolute proof that that was Hunter Biden's laptop. It was not Russian disinformation. And I think they, the poll was taken that 15 to 20% of Democrats would not have voted for Joe Biden had they known that laptop was real and known about that story. And that story was squashed by all of social media, all of media, and now we know the intelligence agencies. So that's the election. All right. A couple of quick things I want to discuss or, or let you know about. Uh, they're, they're both... Well, one is kind of sad, showing the absolute insanity that COVID caused. And then another one is kind of stupid, hilarious. Just bear with me, okay? All right. Three years ago this week, a very sad anniversary uh, we're celebrating. Three years ago, the Los Angeles, the city of Los Angeles, rather, filled in with dirt a skate park to prevent people from skateboarding outdoors and getting COVID. That's how insane it got. There were, in Australia, I have friends in Australia saying there were people being arrested on the beach. There were people being arrested surfing because they were out without a mask on and not social distancing outdoors. And now we know COVID did not travel on droplets, so masks didn't do a dang thing. It was aerosolized, and it was teeny, teeny, tiny. And when a, when a virus is aerosolized, that means it travels long distances, like 30, 40 meters, not six feet, okay? And... It can go in your eyes, it can go in your nose, it can go in your mouth, it can go in your ear, it can go in an open wound. The masks did nothing. And to show you how insane that mass psychosis was, the city of Los Angeles filled in a skate park to prevent people from skateboarding and, you know, carrying on physical activity out in the sunlight. That's how insane all this got. All right, real quickly, (laughs) this makes me so, this, I laughed so hard at this when I heard it. Um, Pete Buttigieg, 
or as it's referred to by other Rear Admiral Buttigieg, or, you know, I'll I pick the name. I don't care. Pete Buttigieg is asking for $20 million so they can build crash test dummies that are female because, you know, it's all about equity, even with crash test dummies. And one of the congresswomen, I can't remember who it is or where she's from, she praised Pete Buttigieg as, wow, finally we'll have, you know, uh, women represented with crash test dummies. And, you know, it's, it's so much different when women are in accidents than, than men. I, I know there's a lot of nagging that goes on before that accident happens. But, you know, let's, let's just leave that. A sexist would say, as they say on Gutfeld. Incidentally, that's about the only show I, I even watch on Fox anymore is Gutfeld because he's freaking hilarious. I love him. And there's a reason why Gutfeld is kicking the late night host's butt royally because he's funny and he's not trying to tear down and use hate as humor. That's what Colbert and Jimmy Kimmel and, and all these other talk show hosts, they've resorted to attacking the other side and saying it's funny. Just like Alec Baldwin portrayed Donald Trump on SNL with hatred. And that's why SNL's numbers dropped down to nothing. When you try and disguise hatred as comedy, that's when you have the problem. Okay, so here's my question, uh, Mr. Pete Buttigieg. If crash test dummies are all male, can't we just have some of them declare themselves female and have the female population represented in the crash test dummies and save the $20 million for other things? I mean, if humans can just declare themselves the opposite sex and everybody has to go along with the illusion, then why can't we do that with crash test dummies? Why can't we say, okay, 50% are declaring themselves women crash test dummies? I say this laughing because it is that absurd, you know, and, and maybe we should take some of those male crash test dummies and give them surgical implants. And since the crash test dummies don't have the um, beans and franks to begin with, we don't have to cut off anything to make them female crash test dummies. We just have to add breasts. Problem solved. 20 million saved. Hallelujah. Oh, my gosh. What insanity have I, I just I don't understand what's going on, honestly. Sometimes I just sit here and do this podcast. And by the end of it, I, I'm going, huh, that's insane. It still is insane. Even after I've read it and reread it and then talked about it on my podcast, I still think it's absolute insanity. And it really is. All right. And as I always like to do, I want to end on a positive note. This quote is one of my favorites from Zig Ziglar. When obstacles arise, you change your direction to reach your goal. You do not change your decision to get there. Think a lot about that. All the time, life is going to throw things at you that make you question whether or not you really can or should 
accomplish your dreams and goals? And I'm telling you, absolutely not. Obstacles are there because maybe a change in your direction might get you to your goal faster. Think about that. Sometimes when we have to overcome an obstacle or work through a challenge, it gets us to our goals faster or more prepared to handle that accomplishment. Sometimes you have to understand, and you see it in Hollywood all the time, these child stars that have millions and millions of dollars all of a sudden get into all kinds of trouble because they have more money than they know what to do with and they don't have the knowledge or wisdom to spend that money wisely or save it for the rest of their life. Think about that. Oh, that's all for this week or this podcast. Until next time, create an amazing day.